0: i've served a few different churches across the southeast and whenever you go to a new church you don't understand you know their procedures every every place just has a a culture way things are done or expected to be done and so usually excuse me so usually you have to do a little research and digging and, and kind of find out how things have been done and find out what's expected of you and so when i got here uh, I very quickly realized that uh, I didn't need to do that because Margaret started working here in the office when I was two, and so I just I just ask Margaret, you know, when I when I need to know something about how things have been done, and I just think it's absolutely extraordinary that you've served for 45 years, and uh, just just wanted to add to the church's honor to you earlier. She's a great blessing, great blessing to our church, and as is all the staff and and uh, when when they serve 45 years we'll mention them twice in the service as well i'm i'm sure i'm sure well today we're in hebrews chapter 11 we've been obviously working through this series and unless maybe it's your first Sunday, we have been working through that chapter and today we look at three people who the lord has offered up as examples moses joshua and and rahab all these people involve the nation of israel coming from egypt into the promised land. And as we look at their lives, there's actually an awful lot that they have in common. And the reason is living by faith is the same for all of us. God puts us in a different situation, He calls us to different tasks. But the process of pursuing that by faith involves a lot of the same commonalities. It involves trusting God and believing Him. It involves being obedient to Him because you have faith in Him. And this life of faith and obedience and trust will separate us from people who rebel against the Lord. And that's common to all three of these people that we're looking at today in Hebrews chapter 11 beginning in verse 29 I want to ask you would you just join me in standing as we read this together Hebrews chapter 11 beginning in verse 29 the Bible says by faith the people crossed the Red Sea as on dry ground but the Egyptians when they attempted to do the same, were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they had been encircled for seven days. By faith, Rahab, the prostitute, did not perish with those who were disobedient because she had given a friendly welcome to the spies. Let's pray together. God, help us to learn from these people and how you called them to lead and to follow. And Lord, may we learn what it means to truly have faith in you. For it's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. Well, Moses, of course, was called to lead the nation of Israel out of Egypt and out of bondage, and that would involve crossing the Red Sea. And so when the Bible speaks about the people cross the Red Sea, It was part of god delivering them out of out of egypt where the people had literally become enslaved and they were being forced to do slave labor and yet god intervened and delivered them and and that's one of the things that faith will do faith will allow you to be delivered by god so what happens uh, god sends plagues which convinced pharaoh to let the people go But as they go out into the wilderness they come up to the red sea and pharaoh changes his mind he doesn't want to give up all his free slave labor so he sends the army out to pursue them and egypt today is just a shadow of what it was in moses's day in moses's day egypt was a world superpower what we call them today if you compare their army, their resources with the rest of the sounding surrounding regions, Egypt had a massive army. And so when the Egyptians sent their army out to bring the people back and to enslave them once again, this is this is an opposing force that came against the people of God. But Moses had faith in God. Therefore. He was not paralyzed by fear when the fulfillment of the future promises of God to him appeared to be in danger by his present circumstances. God had promised Abraham a land and he called Moses to help fulfill that promise. And as Moses led the people out and they were trapped with the Red Sea on one side, and the Egyptian army on the other. Anyone could have looked around and saw that the situation and the circumstances were not promising. But Moses, because he had faith in God, he wasn't paralyzed by fear because of his present circumstances. You know, there are going to be many times in the course of pursuing God. That your present problems, your present circumstances are going to appear to impede what God has promised He's going to do in your life. But following God involves having more faith in God than we do our enemies. And so when we believe and trust in God, instead of being paralyzed by fear, We're driven by faith. The Bible tells us what happens here. Exodus chapter 14, verses 13 through 14. This is the Old Testament passage uh, describing this event that is here referenced in Hebrews 11. It says in Exodus 14, 13, and Moses said to the people, fear not, stand firm and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall never see again. The Lord will fight for you, and you have only to be silent. Well, what does this mean for us today? Does it mean that whenever there's a problem, whenever there's a challenge, we can say, well, we don't need to do anything. The Lord is going to fix this for us well no that's certainly not the case because one that problem may be the very means that god is going to use to get you to where he needs you to be the reason that moses knew that god was going to intervene was because moses knew that god had called him to lead the people into the promised land so when he was He was surrounded with the Red Sea on one side and the Egyptian army on the other. Moses knew that God would make a way because he was right in the middle of God's will for his life in obedience doing what God had called him to do. And so he believed in the promises of God. And so therefore he could say, fear not, stand firm and see the salvation of the Lord. So Moses was not paralyzed by fear when his circumstances appeared to contradict God's promises because he had faith in God. There's a second thing to see here. Moses had faith in God, and therefore he did what God told him to do. You can't separate faith from obedience. It's faith that drives us to obedience, and it's obedience that's a demonstration of our faith. When we truly believe and trust in God, it leads to action. All, all faith is this way. Uh, have you got to the point in your life that you have a pillbox yet? Yeah. I finally got there this year. I broke I, I resisted it for a long time, but when it got to the point that I had a whole basket full of prescription bottles, I realized that I was going to need a pillbox to keep all that all that straight. sometimes my wife will ask me what I'm taking and I don't know what I'm taking I just go to the doctor and the doctor said you need this for your blood pressure and you need this for this and and so on and so forth and so I know that he went to medical school I know that he's helped a lot of people in the community and so I trust him I don't think he has perfect knowledge but I think he knows a lot more about this than than I do now I could say doc i don't really think high blood pressure is a big deal i think i'm going to be the exception i don't think i'm gonna have a stroke or heart attack i don't really need to take anything that's kind of what i tell him when he tells me i need to eat better but anyway i do take the medicine i do take the medicine because when you believe something that leads to action and when you believe god has called you to do something And that he will equip you to do it and that he will enable you to do it and that he will work out whatever obstacles that stands in the way of you doing the thing that he's called you to do that will drive you to obedience and so this is the case with with Moses in Exodus chapter 14 it says the Lord said to Moses why do you cry out to me tell the people of Israel to go forward now that might not make a lot of sense to you but when you're standing on the edge of the sea and god says go forward i mean where, where are you going to go right but yet when you believe god you just you just go forward he said lift up your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it that the people of israel may go through the sea on dry ground so this is what god told moses to do verse 21 look at what he did Now, for some reason, this is one of these passages that people over the past several uh, generations in particular have picked on and struggle to, to believe this. And I don't even know why this, of all passages, is a challenge for some people. If you look at December 10th and see what the wind did when it came through our state and it tore apart factories, leveled them to the ground, entire houses disappear, wind is a powerful thing. I don't know why we would struggle to think that God could send a wind all night to, dry the, the, uh, to drive the water back and to dry the ground. It's, it's really not even a big miracle. If you're going to pick a miracle to struggle with, uh, to think that God could use wind to drive back the water, uh, this, this one isn't even, a, isn't even one of the biggest ones in, in my mind. But it's what the bible says god did he set a wind all night and he drove the water back so that there was a wall of water on the right a wall of water on their left and they went through on dry ground you know why they were able to go through on dry ground moses was able to follow directions you know why he followed directions he believed and he trusted god this is how it works faith leads to obedience which leads to god working through you so moses had had faith in god therefore he was able to see the great power of god the bible tells us in exodus 14 28 the waters returned and covered the chariots and the horsemen of all the hosts of pharaoh that had followed them into the sea not one of them remained but the people of israel walked on dry ground through the sea the waters being a wall to them on their right hand And on their left thus the Lord saved Israel that day from the hand of the Egyptians and Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore Israel saw the great power that the Lord used against the Egyptians so the people feared the Lord and they believed in the Lord and in his servant Moses so the Bible makes it clear that God divided the waters In more than one place, it describes it as a wall of water on their right and a wall of water on their their left. So perhaps you've heard this before. People have been trying forever to explain away the Bible. And if you read very far, you'll read this. Because some people say, well, it's a mistranslation. It wasn't the Red Sea. It was the Sea of Reeds. And it was called the Sea of Reeds because it was shallow marsh and there was reeds coming up. So it was actually shallow water. And so that's how they were able to cross over Well the bible doesn't say anything like that it says a wall of water a wall of water on the right and a wall of water on their left and if you ever tried to go through a marsh it's not dry ground there's nothing in that explanation that matches anything that's actually in the bible the only way that you can get there is by saying i don't believe anything that the bible says about what happens here's what i think happened and there's plenty of people that that's where they are But if you have faith in God, you have faith in his word. And so when God says that he took a wind and he drove the water back, so there was a wall on their right and a wall on their left, that's just what I believe. And so the people went through on dry ground because they believed and they trusted God. And crossing that sea was a crucial step in leaving Egypt and getting toward the promised land. The Bible tells us about another man, Who was there that day by the way his name was joshua listen to what the bible says in verse 30 says by faith the walls of jericho fell down after they had been encircled for seven days your faith will allow you to experience the victory of god that's what happened with joshua he was the one that was leading the nation of israel when this happened joshua was A leader among his people and so Moses led them out of Egypt and over to the edge of the promised land and they decided to from each of the 12 tribes they would pick someone who was a leader who would go in and spy out the land and and Joshua was one of these people that was chosen Joshua was chosen by his tribe so he was highly respected by all his people and so they said well we're gonna send in Joshua and so 12 spies went in one from each of the tribes and looked at the promised land the land that God had said was going to be theirs and when they got there they found that it was very prosperous just like God had said it would be but they also found that it was very populated and they saw fortified cities and they saw people of great size and strength and they looked ten of them looked at their present circumstances and they were paralyzed by fear and so they go back to the people and they said we can't take it there's just too many of them and the walls are too big and and we even saw giants there they said we saw massive people we can't we can't take it Joshua by contrast Joshua had faith in God Therefore, he was not paralyzed by fear when the fulfillment of the future promises of God to him appeared to be in danger by his present circumstances. Same as Moses. Different challenge, same response. So the Bible tells us in Numbers chapter 14, it says, And Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh. So so out of 12 spies two believed and trusted in god the other ten said we can't do it there's too many of them their cities are too big the walls are too high we can't do it but joshua and caleb who were among those who had spied out the land tore their clothes and said to all the congregation of the people of israel the land which we pass through to spy it is an exceedingly good land now listen to this if the lord delights in us he will bring us into this land and give it to us. You notice what they said? If the Lord delights in us, he will bring us into this land and give it to us. Joshua didn't say, well, there's not really that many people. The walls really aren't that high. He didn't say any of that. On the day when Moses was was surrounded by the Red Sea, and the egyptian army he didn't say to people well the egyptian army they're really not much we don't need to worry about them he never tried to minimize the real threat they just put their faith in god because they believed that he was bigger than their problem so joshua saw the same cities he saw the same people but he came back and he said if the lord delights in us he will bring us into this land and give it to us that's what faith looks like and so joshua had faith in god therefore he believed god would give him jericho and that's exactly what happened the people didn't take jericho god just gave it to them they went into this city that had massive walls they're heavily fortified and god said I just want you to go around the city. And so this went on until God said on a certain day, He said, I want you to go around the city seven times. And on the seventh time, blow the trumpets, give a shout. Joshua 6:16 6, describes what happens here. It says, And at the seventh time, when the priest had blown the trumpets, Joshua said to the people, Shout, for the Lord has given you the city. Joshua believed in God. He didn't have any reason looking at those massive fortified walls to think that the unarmed nation of Israel could take it other than that God would give it to them. That's what faith looks like. So Joshua had faith in God. Therefore, he did what God told him to do. It says in Joshua 6, 20, So the people shouted, and the trumpets were blown. As soon as the people heard the sound of the trumpet, the people shouted a great shout, and the wall fell down flat, so that the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they captured the city i love the bible says here the people went up into the city recent archaeological digs there in jericho they found this massive pile of stone and rubble it would appear that the walls fell out and when they did they just created a ramp so the people could just go up into the city You know why Joshua saw this? Because he believed and he trusted in God. God didn't need a trumpet, and God didn't need the people to shout. But he told them, blow the trumpet and shout, and then you will see the walls come down. And because they believed and they were obedient, they got to see God do this, and they experienced the victory of God. There was a woman in that city who was saved, and her name was Rahab. You see, when the spies had went in 40 years earlier, there was a point where they were about to be discovered. But there was a woman in the city whose house was built into the wall, who feared God and hid them. The Bible tells us about her in verse 31 of Hebrews 11. It says, By faith, Rahab the prostitute did not perish with those who were disobedient because she had given a friendly welcome to the spies. Now, the Bible tells us here about this woman Rahab. Uh, First, she was a Gentile. She's not a descendant of Abraham. She's not an heir to the promise. And yet because she believed in god she was she was brought in and she responded in faith the bible tells us in joshua 2 verses 8 through 11 what happened when they were in spying out the city and they needed a place to hide and so they they went up on her roof where she was drying some uh, things and they hid under them And it said in in verse 8, Before the men lay down, she came up to them on the roof and said to the men, I know that the Lord has given you the land. Now, the amazing thing about this is they were about to go back and report to a people, their people, who God had promised this land, who didn't believe that God had given them the land. But yet she believed. I know that the Lord has given you the land. And that the fear of you has fallen upon us, that all the inhabitants of the land melt away before you. Well, isn't that something? Ten spies are going to go back, and in fear, they're going to say, there's too many. They're too big. And they were going to invoke panic among the people that would lead them to rebel against God and not go into the promised land. And yet Rahab said that not only was she afraid, everyone was afraid. They heard how God had parted the waters and delivered Israel from Egypt. And they believed that God had given them the land. So verse 10, she says, For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea before you when you came out of Egypt. And what you did to the two kings of the Amorites who were beyond the Jordan to Sihon and Og, whom you devoted to destruction. And listen to this. And as soon as we heard it, our hearts melted and there was no spirit left in any man because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in the heavens above and on the earth beneath. Here's a woman who is a Gentile. And yet, She had more faith in God than most of the people that God was trying to bring into the promised land. And so therefore, she hid the spies and she asked them to have mercy. And so they did. Joshua told her to put a red cord as a a sign of where she was to bring all her family in and he would protect her when they took the city. And so Rahab was spared when the Lord gave Jericho to Joshua because she feared God. But not only was she spared, God would bring her into the nation of Israel, and she would become part of the lineage of King David, who would become part of the lineage. Of jesus christ so that in matthew chapter 1 the first gospel in the new testament as it gave the lineage of jesus here's what it says and salmon the father of Boaz, by rahab that's the same rahab that we're talking about the gentile prostitute who Feared God because she saw what God did and put her faith in Him. And Boaz, the father of Obed by Ruth, and Obed, the father of Jesse, and Jesse, the father of David the king. God brought this woman in to His plan for eternal redemption because she believed. And trusted in him you know that everything that God was doing through Moses through Joshua and through Rahab was to prepare a way for us to receive his promises that promised land was not just about a piece of ground it was about God preparing a place for his people and promising that it would be delivered And his people living by faith, believing that this was real, believing that this was certain, and then living accordingly. You see, when Jesus, Jesus who would be a descendant of of Rahab, when Jesus came, he came to make it possible for us to have the promised land. That place that today we call heaven you see when Jesus Christ came and he died on the cross he did something that you and I cannot do for ourselves he offered himself a perfect sinless sacrifice Jesus who had never done a wrong thing never had a wrong thought or motive offered himself and when Jesus Christ offered himself on the cross he made it possible for what he did to be applied to us because that payment didn't need to be applied to his sin for he had no sin and yet God demonstrated his love for you in this way that he sent his son to die when the people were living in slavery in Egypt God had not forgotten them and he raised up Moses to lead them out When the people needed a fearless leader who would take them in to take the promised land, he called up Joshua. And Joshua, by faith, led the people in. When the spies needed somewhere to hide, God used a prostitute, a Gentile, living in the land that would be overtaken by Israel who nonetheless heard and believed and trusted and acted. And each of these things were just milestones along the way in God's plan of salvation for you. That is, he would bring his people in and he would raise up prophets who would prepare them. He would send his own son to die in our place. And so today, just like Rahab, who was not part of God's people, but because she believed and trusted, was brought into God's family, you too can be brought into God's family. The Bible says that to everyone who believes, we can be adopted into God's family. We can have the hope of eternal life. Not because of what we've done, but because of what God has done for us. And we receive this by faith, by believing and trusting in God. So if you've never received this gift that God offers, in a moment when we sing, i want to invite you to respond to god if you were just to pray right where you are god would hear you all you have to do is in sincerity tell god you believe that you want to live for him you want to be forgiven it's as simple as that god wants to give us this gift let's pray together Father, thank you for people who went before us, who showed us what it means to live in perfect faith and obedience, trusting you, following you. God, I thank you that you used Moses in such a powerful way to lead the nation of Israel through the Red Sea. God, we give thanks for Joshua, who believed that you could give him a massive fortified city. And Father, thank you for the example of Rahab, a woman who, though she'd led a very sinful life and was not even part of your people, she responded because she believed in you. God, if there's anybody here today that's not part of your family, I pray they too would respond. Lord, help us to be your people in this place. For it's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. We're gonna sing a song and I wanna invite you to respond to the Lord. If you need help, there's a decision you need to make. You need someone to pray with you about something. That's why I'll be standing here at the front. I'd be glad to pray with you, help you any way that I can. But let's respond to the Lord now, as we sing. Let's stand together.